welcome to By the Horns, a Bitcoin podcast about South Africa. By the Horns is proudly brought to you by Bitvice, self-custody simplified. Bitvice is the only place where you can buy self-custody sets direct to your wallets in South Africa. All right, so in today's show, I chatted to a guy called Brian Harrington. Brian is an American who's been home mining Bitcoin for a number of years now. But with a twist, he's been home mining off solar. So this is really interesting to most South Africans because a lot of us have got solar power because ESCOM sucks. The issue with solar power is you either have to have a big battery system or you need to pump back into the grid. But as we know, you can't pump back into the grid in South Africa because the government is not paying you for pumping into the grid and it's really hard to do it. Some places you can, sure, most places you can't because the government just does not come to the table. So you end up with a surplus of power that you're producing. Once again, Bitcoin fixes this. Plug in a Bitcoin miner, consume that surplus, and then unplug it when you haven't got a surplus left. Sounds easy, not that simple. Brian explains how to do it. Um, super useful for a lot of South Africans. I think you guys are going to enjoy this. Brian is a great guy, and we got Cosmic on a couple of topics. We went into permaculture, we went into mesh networks, education, the future. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I think you guys are going to know as well. Man, good to have you. How are you doing? What's up? Cheers. Thanks for having me. Cheers, man. Um, I would say get a drink, but uh, it's what seven a.m. where you are now. Maybe not quite. Yeah, yeah. Nine a.m. Nine a.m. I'm a I'm a black coffee all morning uh, guy. So that's what I'm doing. Nice. So you you calling in from California, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Southern California. I live in Riverside, uh, Riverside, California. So I, I've lived in LA, I live in Orange County, and I keep moving uh, just a little bit farther east. So Riverside County now, right near, if anyone's ever been to like Temecula wine country, I'm like right up the road from that. Okay. So California, can we, do you mind if we get into that a little bit before we get started on the Bitcoin stuff? We, we briefly spoke about this off. Yep. Um, but obviously, there's a big immigration out of California to the red states because, you know, California, uh, the work experiment is running its course. Um, what are your thoughts on California? Yeah. So um, I love it here. I've lived across a lot of the United States. The only part of the United States I haven't like lived in is the Northeast. Um, I l- was born in Colorado, lived in Florida when I was very, very little. Um my like grandparents are from Iowa and Michigan. And then I lived in the Pacific Northwest in Washington for a little bit, back to Colorado, back to Washington. And then I went to college in Southern California and then stayed here ever since. So I like love the vibe and then like fully California pilled now. I understand what people are talking about of kind of like immigrating away from California into the other states in search of, you know, freedom, especially with just all the way the lockdowns went and all that stuff. Um, I understand that, but I guess part of me is like, I don't, I don't exactly trust that any other states are really any different. Like, I kind of think that the US is just, I don't know, pretty, I, don't, I guess I wouldn't use the word homogenous, but like, it's, I don't see any super big improvements in any other states from like a structural perspective. Like, maybe there'll be a little bit. But I just feel like it's very tinkering at the edges to pick up and move states. And I'm like very happy and proud of and love my network here, like of people and of 
humans. And it would take me like I've lived here for going on like 10 years, it would take me another 10 years to grow that anywhere else. And so that is like then it pays higher dividends to me than any like slight tweakings at the edges that I would get from a different state. And is that because like places like Florida and Texas, it's it's because there's strong leaders that value freedom that happen to be there right now that are like, you know, bolstering freedom in those states. But structurally, like you say, like um, things can change very quickly, as we've seen, you know, COVID has, yeah. has changed the game thing. Yeah. Authoritarianism sweeps through and, and mm-hmm. you know, South Africa has got this glorious constitution, allegedly, that mm-hmm. um, shows you that a constitution is just a piece of paper because it just gets suspended in the face of an emergency. And I mean, um, yeah, the U.S. is supposed to have this federal system where each state is different. And it is, you know, the yeah. states do do things differently. And it is a bull, you know, that diversity does give you resilience, but it can only go so far. I mean, you just need a bigger emergency to, to yeah. those, you know, those differences stripped away. I mean, I, COVID had an infection fatality ratio of what, like 0. 0.3, 0.7% or something. So what mm-hmm. if, what if smallpox comes through and it kills 10% of people, mm-hmm. those constitutions aren't going to mean anything, you know? Yeah. Like, look, if you're from Florida and you love Florida, that's, gr- that's terrific. That's great. Like we want that. Like I was just in Kansas city at a Bitcoin meetup and, there's a guy there who like he's says he's like he's a Missouri maximalist. Like he loves Missouri and will tell you that Missouri is the best state in the unit. I'm like, I That's love that. I've heard that. Because because there's too much there's too much of like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side, kind of like fantasizing about like, oh, if I move there, all my problems will be fixed or all my like freedom problems will be fixed. That's not like where, so if you're contributing mental energy to dreaming about how it could be better over there, but you're not doing anything to like water your own grass, that's a problem. So you're either like contribute energy to where you are right now. And yes, if moving will like free up some space in your brain or solve a very specific thing that your family needs and like you have a reason to do it, then terrific. Execute on that idea and do it. But kind of just all of this like energy being used on pontificating the thinking about this state versus this state is like just so marginal um, when it could be like the topic, like more of like what you're talking about today of just like mining and permaculture and like that stuff of like thinking about where you live as an asset and trying to make it better with their energy. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I mean, obviously, if you're living in a place like Ukraine, um, you get the fuck out of there, right? Because there's a, like a clear, direct threat to your like to your person. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you saying like uh, uh, the grass isn't greener. Um, there's loads of South Africans who've went to Canada, for example, um, over the last 20 years, and you know, they're in a, they're in a bad place now. Australia, New Zealand, yeah. same thing. You know? but- and like Bitcoin, the po- the reason why Bitcoin is such a like powerful tool that we know is because it allows you to have a financial foundation that can't be rug pulled. You can't be rug pulled by your local geography, by your local leaders, because you have a self-sovereign financial foundation from where you are. And so what, what I love is we we're really good at saying like, Oh, Bitcoin makes it possible to be location independent And but location independent doesn't mean 
doesn't only mean you're a digital nomad that has to constantly be just kind of like surfing from place to place. It can mean you live in a place and plant roots in a place and you can be more confident in those roots because you have a financial foundation that is not tied to the decisions of like local leaders. Yeah, that's powerful, man. Because so when I read The Sovereign Individual, and I finished reading it. I was like, oh, so I have to be like a, like a nomad for the rest of my life to yeah. live this sovereign individual life. And like what you say is so true. You don't have to do that because Bitcoin gives mm-hmm. you fuck you money that they can't, yeah. they can't switch your bank account off. They can't switch you off um, and you can keep yeah. transacting. And that's one of the things I realized through the last two years of fucking craziness is that um, the freedom to transact is actually more important than the freedom of speech and the right to bear arms. Because if you can't transact, you can't have the other two. Like if you can't transact, mm-hmm. you can't buy a gun. If you can't transact, you can't buy a bus ticket to go to a protest to like voice your speech. Like you can't yeah. pay for your internet to be able to say what you want to say on Twitter. You know, it's, 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 um, transaction is super important. And, and when they cut off your bank, when they cut off the banking rails, like they did to the Canadian truckers and then a week later did to Russia, I see a trend emerging here. Um, financial mm-hmm. repression is, is upon us, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so having, having the tools to resist that is super important. Completely. And no, transactions are totally important. Something that has changed in my brain this year is a fully um, like more mental energy can like towards talking about transactions. Like it matters a lot. And to your point of, yeah, sovereign individual and you're the first, when we think of sovereign individual, our brain immediately goes to that like young single nomad, like person without a care in the world, not thing. But like I 100% want to elevate the content around families and people with roots in a city having like Bitcoin as their base currency. People can do that. You don't have to use fiat as your checking account and Bitcoin as your savings account. You can use Bitcoin as your base money, as a family, as a person who stays in one city. You 100% can do that. Yeah, and, and, and the, if it starts with you, right? Or it starts with two of you that are willing to transact mm-hmm. reciprocally. Mm-hmm. And then that grows yep. from there. And then soon enough, you have a circular yes. economy. And then no one can stop you, you know? Um, yes. They can't sanction you. They can't, they can't stop you transacting because mm-hmm. you can't stop Bitcoin. Um, right. Sure, they can, they can take physical action against you. Um, and I mean, I think we're going to see that. But then you're going to see jurisdictional arbitrage playing out and people, mm-hmm. you know, building out their own security infrastructure that stops that. And, mm-hmm. Man, the next, the next thing. And the, ju- the jurisdictional arbitrage, we don't, the jurisdictional arbitrage doesn't have to be, we, we again go to this giant country level and giant it's state level. Of, it's mm-hmm. so localized, dude. It's a 100% so localized. It can be, they're going to, there's going to be like differences within 20 miles of each other. Like the, it's going to be, the infrastructure is going to work better in one part of town. There's going to be better places to get goods and services in one part of town. And you're going to know that because that's where the Bitcoin is. Dude, I've I lived through this myself. So I used to live like, well, like a mile, like one and a half k's down the road from where I live now. Mm-hmm. And I moved out because the, it was a homeless crisis that started out in the beginning of COVID. And it just went crazy where I was living in the city center. There was just homeless people everywhere. They're very similar to San Francisco, right? Um, and it was just became untenable to live there. So I moved up the road, up the hill, like a mile up the mm-hmm. hill. And there's, it's like a completely different place. Um, yeah. that's just because the community that lives here doesn't stand for it. You know, mm-hmm. um, they, 
you know, take steps to ensure that there's no homeless people living right outside your house. Um, right. Because it sounds well and well and good to respect the fact that homeless people, you know, have, need to have a place to stay. But when they're living on your doorstep, and here's what people don't know about homeless people: they're aggressive and violent, and they shit on your steps, and it's not great. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Anyway, people took a stand oh, where I live now, and we have none of that. So, it's yeah. much better. I live a much better life now because of it, and that's literally within the same city. It's like it's like one suburb over. The sun right. Start drilling above me. Oh my God. <laughs> It's, gonna, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, so enough about homeless people. The reason why I got you on is I really want to talk about home Bitcoin mining, particularly yeah. on solar. And this is something yep. that you've been doing in a, in a hobbyist capacity over the last couple of years, right? Do you yeah. want to break it down for us, what you've been up to? Yeah, yeah. Let me give you my home mining backstory slightly. Um, so my wife and I have mined Bitcoin um, from home in three different houses. And always using Antminer S9. And Ant, so everything I know is Antminer S9, very US focused, okay? Um, because so Antminer S9. Which, yeah. which ter- how many terahash, which, which S9? The, yeah, the, it's either, I've done the 13 and a half and I've done the 14. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what I do now is I upgraded them to the Brains um, software. So you can upgrade the firmware in them to Brains and then they run at about 16 which is awesome. And the reason why the S9 is good is because it can they it can run on a regular US 110 110 outlet. Somewhere in the docs it tells you to um, like ratchet it down so it's not pulling like as many volts out of the wall, but I've never done that. Like personally I've never done that. I've let just Antminer S9 straight up with the Bitmain power supply just plugged into a residential outlet. The first house that we did this in was a one bedroom apartment in our electricity was flat rated in with the rent. So this is where we'd been, we'd been stacking Bitcoin together for a while. But uh, as soon as we moved to this apartment, I'm like, okay, this is crazy. This is cool. Like we're living in a like cheap apartment, flat rated rent. Let's look on Craigslist, find a, find a ant miner. So we bought it for cash on Craigslist. I totally recommend Craigslist for people. Like you can go through the telegram groups and you can buy from brokers and things like that. I prefer just staying patient and buying them from someone like in your area same as if you're buying a car or a camera or whatever, like you can find them in your area. So we did that. And what would happen? Yep. Sorry to, to, to jump in yeah. once again, but it's just so people know the S nine is like, it's like six years old now, right? Like they've been around yeah. for ages and it's just a workhorse. Yes. And people have been saying yep. for five years that they're going to be obsolete by like next month, yep. but they're still yep. going. And yep. The exactly. And there's so many of them and there's so many spares and yes. they just keep going. Yes, exactly. And the, the one thing you have to do to get into home mining is just ign- like ignore everyone that says you can't make money on it. Ignore everyone that's like, oh, you won't make money just by Bitcoin, blah, blah, blah. No, like just ignore those people. Read the guides of people that home Bitcoin mine, r- watch their setups. And then if you have the ability, just buy a used one. Like what I tell everyone is just buy a used one, plug it in, feel the heat and feel the noise for yourself. Because worst, worst case, you resell it and you have a better understanding of Bitcoin because you watched one run in person and you felt the heat and you felt the noise, okay? And you learned how to connect it to a pool and you learned some more about Bitcoin. And then you resell it for you know roughly whatever you bought it for. That's worst, worst case. Best case is you're gonna learn a ton more about electricity, how it actually gets into your house. You're gonna learn a ton more about Bitcoin and you're going to have a like larger respect for just how good the infrastructure of Bitcoin is around the entire world. So. What I also do, 
like, because the reason why you have to ignore the people that say you can't make money is because you have to do your own accounting based on your own electricity and based on your own goals with Bitcoin. That place, because our electricity is flat rated, our, there basically was, it was a sunk cost anyways. Like this, this money is already going outside of the house. And so we would run the miner as much as we could without annoying ourselves. I would, so we would just run it for eight hours a day and then unplug it. And, if, and that's no big deal because I wasn't like super tracking like, oh, we have to get our ROI back on the 300 bucks we spent on the miner, you know, inside seven months or else we're losing. Well, no, it's simply something that we can do. So we plug it in for part of the day. If the cord gets too hot or it's too hot one day or we're over the noise or whatever, then sweet, don't plug it in that day. Just go on to the next. But okay, fast forward to our next house. Our next house. So we're renting our next house we bought well, in a well, different hang on, hang on, hang on. Yep. before yep. you get onto the next house. Yep. You were living in a one bedroom apartment with a Bitcoin miner running in your apartment. Yes. How, how did you guys, how did yeah. you enjoy the noise? Because, because these fucking things are noisy, right? This is yeah. Like decibels. It's uh, it's like 70, 80 decibels. So, but yeah, that's another thing I learned about. Another thing, download the decibel meter on your phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I played around a little bit with like how to how to tamp down the noise. I would like go on the outside, see if they could hear it from their side. I would see if they, we could hear it from our bedroom. We'd run it in the living room, and no, we would we, we I would just crank the AC up as as high as that would go. That would uh, offset some of the heat, and then we would just turn the TV up as loud as it would go. And our cat would go over, and she would just sit right by it. And here's another thing about Bitcoin in general that I tell people you have to get your family involved. Like if you have like a partner that you're like, like financially on the same page with, you have to be financially on the same page with them. You have to be doing Bitcoin together. You will stack more Bitcoin when you're on the same page about it. And honestly, home mining is a great way to get on the same page about it because you're immediately going to know what the breaking point is for like stacking stats. And you're immediately going to know the breaking point for like, you know, even fronting the money to Craigslist on the front end. Um, learning how it works, seeing how much Bitcoin you're making back, paying the electricity bill. Like it's, it's honestly a great way to like get into it. Um, I would credit like a lot of my wife and I, her name's Sharin, like being on the same page about Bitcoin to those early days, like in the apartment. So yeah, the noise, the noise doesn't break the relationship. Then you know, you mm-hmm. found it, right? <laughs> for sure. No, for sure. Yeah. For real. And Absolutely. so, all right. So we moved to the next house, next house. Uh, we bought this house, uh, we are paying the electricity bill now. Now what you have to do is you have to, most electricity companies are, we have the ability to either take the payment plan that the utility gives us, or we switch over to time of use rate. So in your city, you need to look up time of use rate, and that'll give you different electricity rates during different summer and winter, and it'll give you different, during different times of the day. So what we did at the new house was, our best rate was like during the winter, during the day from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., we were paying nine and a half cents. So nine and a half cents is like, it's pretty high for like, if I was like a commercial miner, but it's decently okay for like a residential electricity rate in California. It's actually really good for an electricity residential rate in California. Um, and so again, what would we do? We would only run it. Now we had a little bit more space. So I would run so we bought a more and we would run like two in the garage and like one in the upstairs bedroom. And I would try to run three at a time and I would plug it in during the day when both of us were in the office, working in the office. And so the noise wouldn't bother us as much, the heat wouldn't bother us as much. 
and it would be running over there. And then at the end of the day, we would unplug everything, clean it all up and like go about the day. And then so what would happen is we would pay the electricity bill. And what would happen is our total monthly bill for the electricity for the like entire house, including the non-mining would be somewhere between like 100 and 150 bucks. And then at the end of the month, the amount of Bitcoin we were getting was somewhere between, you know, 150 to 200 bucks. So the Bitcoin we were getting was offsetting the cost that we were paying for electricity. So that's the way that I would do the mental accounting on it. So I still have money leaving my house to go to the utility company, which is fine. But then I had inbound Bitcoin income that was offsetting how much we we're paying for our electricity. So, and then I wouldn't run it at the times where um, it was more expensive and we weren't making it back. So then fast forward to house number three, which is one we focus on the most today. I've lived here now for um, going on three months and I have solar now. So we are, I'm a power producer for the first time and I'm building on what I learned on the past two houses about just the heat and the noise and about knowing about time of use rates and now what we do is i've got them set up in the garage it's the garage is a little bit cooler here so it runs quieter and then i'm learning about my solar i'm on what's called a um it's called a net energy cert like net energy surplus so if i make so if i make one kilowatt hour of electricity during the day it offsets the one kilowatt hour of electricity I'm using during the day. So it offsets that and I'm not, and then I'm, I owe the utility zero, right? But what's current, but then in the evening, when the electricity costs more on the time of use rate, I'm being charged that from the utility, but because I overproduced during the day, I'm still offsetting, still offsetting, and I'll have a small surplus at the end of every day. So a typical day for me right now, rough, rough early numbers is my panels will make between like 14 to 18 kilowatt hours per day. And my house will use about 10 per day. So I have that four to eight surplus per day. These are winter numbers without me running my AC. So I'll get my summer data later this year. But I have that surplus. Yep. Very comparable to Cape Town because LA mm -hmm. and Cape Town are very similar in terms of like yep. we got similar summer heat wise, uh, winters yep. are mild, uh, day length probably quite the same. So our electricity is a little bit cheaper than yours, but yeah, sorry to interrupt your train of thought. But for South Africans listening um, who want to do this, it's it's very comparable. Yeah, no, perfect. And I think this surplus part, I'll just wrap up real quick on the surplus part because I think it can be what we focus on. Here's the issue. The issue where I'm located, I'm on Southern California Edison as my utility provider. My four to eight surplus per day, they will only credit me. So then we also, I like, we, we just kind of keep track with each other, keep track with each other. And then on the 12th month of the year, so every December, we like settle up. So then if I underproduced, then I pay up how much I owe. Or if I overproduce, then they pay up how much they owe me. Here's the part that's the problem. Every surplus kilowatt hour that I produce, they only pay me three and a half cents. So my utility provider, centralized utility provider, will only pay three and a half cents for a surplus kilowatt hour of production when they're charging me and everyone else 30 to 40 cents for a kilowatt hour of production, depending on the time of use and what day it's in. But that is wild. That spread is a giant problem. And that is um, 
making it hard for homeowners to like pencil the cost of new systems. We'll get into the financing that you talked about in South Africa also because another benefit for me is because it was a new build house, I was able to roll the cost of my panels into my house mortgage. So that's obviously a super like great interest rate. And again, that's already like a sunk cost because I'm already just doing that anyways. So I'm not really interested on like the ROI of my panels or the ROI of my miners. I'm simply talking about moving forward. How do I make more money as like the sovereign individual and like using my like Bitcoin as my base money instead of taking, hey, we'll give you three and a half cents for that. Okay, no deal. I'm going to use my surplus and top up. So currently the way I'm thinking about it is that then once a month, I'm going to know what my surplus is for that month. And I'm going to run the miner for like 18 hours one day and just top up my surplus. That's currently the way I'm like thinking about um, the whole like thing right now. So you, you, you don't have batteries, right? You just have panels and your grid tied. So yep. you can pump your surplus straight into the grid using your grid as a battery and then you're offsetting your credits. So what they've done is create an incentive for you to mine as much Bitcoin as possible because they're paying yep. you 10 times less than the rate you get for yep. something. Well, yeah, they exactly what they were charging. Exactly. And, and yeah, and my roadmap like is to add the battery and add more panels and continue to blow up that like surplus. And the way the battery helps is obviously for the like backup power and the ability to go like off grid if you need to. But it also then what can happen is instead of paying my nighttime rate, I can run my house off the battery during the nighttime. And so I'm only ever either producing or buying energy from the municipality during the day at the lowest rate. The lowest rate. And Mm -hmm. you don't need to build a battery bank that can run your house for 24 hours a day. You need to just have Mm -hmm. a six hours worth of battery. As we know, like amp hours is the expensive part, like buying batteries, buying storage is the expensive part. So if you can get yep. away with a quarter of the amount of batteries, that's obviously four times cheaper. Um, yep. And that, that can go to Bitcoin miners, you know, rather yep. than batteries. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's, uh, and have you thought about um, increasing the efficiency of your miners by utilizing your surplus heat that comes off them in, a, in any manner? Um, so. Not right now. I don't need to heat my house right now because um, it's just comfortable. Um, but I love sure. watching setups that they do. Yeah. So, so obviously in cold environments, heating your house is a, is a big one. But in places like mm-hmm. where we live, uh, where we've got good climates, we still have to pay for water heating. Um, and yeah. I don't know about you guys, but over here, uh, about 30% of your electricity bill goes towards heating water for your electric. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because electric geysers are just like phenomenally inefficient. Um, yeah. I mean, they, so, so uh, the way I've thought about it, I don't know if this will work uh, on paper, it, it should, um, but is, are you familiar with a heat pump? So a heat pump sucks uh, air in and it strips the heat out of the air, runs it past the heat exchange, and then um, that passes the heat into the water and you get cold air coming out the other side. So actually you get That's cold awesome. air as a byproduct. And it's about, yeah. it's about 30% more efficient than, than uh, electric geyser. So, yeah. What you could do is run the hotter air that's coming because the, the the hotter the air coming in, the more heat it can strip out. So there's more potential yep. energy sitting in that. In that yep. So um, if you're taking the heat coming off the back end of your miners and you're ducting that through to your intake and your, and your heat pump, you can heat your. Because I mean, what what temperature is the air coming off the off a Bitcoin miner? That's like 50 degrees Celsius, maybe. I haven't measured it actually. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's hot. Like yeah, it's yeah. Hot. Yeah, I think what you would have to do, 
Definitely. No, for sure. I think so. In my current situation, we have a tankless water heater um, that's pretty efficient. So it's not something that I could do. But the one thing I would tell is I think you 100% should try to find a way to use the heat of it. In order to make that part pencil, you're going to need to run the miners more often. So the other reason why it wouldn't work in my situation is because my like i'm still sweet i'm squeaking out like a small surplus and i'm just looking to make that surplus efficient and i'm not looking to overrun my miners um and i actually don't even need multiple miners like i really only need one s9 like which is why i'm actually just looking to make this make sense in my house and then help other people get it set up um in their house this part's this part's super important so Mm -hmm. what you're saying is you're not running your miner 24 7 you're no, running your mind no. intelligently, turning it on and off to, yeah. to, to load, sort of load balance, uh, yes. offset your, your surplus. And Max, when you are paying the power company, you're paying them the cheapest rate possible. Exactly. And that's why, so some people, and that's why you have to be really like, listen to all the mining content you can, but also make it applicable to like what your current infrastructure is. Like if you're looking at your rates and you're like, okay, you you're just your electricity rate is x and then you look at how much an ant miner s9 will make and you're like oh like guess we can't do it or whatever and then or or you're looking at it over the top of like oh man we're gonna like crush it and run this 24 hours a day and like all this stuff um like find your find your place in the middle of um both those things because some people will tell you like oh don't even get into it if you can't run it 24 hours a day and and I'm saying no, like having one at your house can still like make you money on your surplus. Yes, I'm just doing some quick maths here quickly. So you paying call it ten US cents a kilowatt hour. Um, mm-hmm. so we paying around about so that is one rand fifty because it's fifteen rands to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So we paying about two rand twenty residential here per kilowatt hour. So slightly more than what you paying, um, mm-hmm. but. Once again, there's there are different rates. If you're out in a rural area, you pay a much lower rate. I think mm. if you if you are doing um, if you get industrial power in a rural area, the cheapest you get is down to like I think it's about fifty five cents South African is the cheapest, which is below yeah. five cents US. It's like three. That's great. US, which is like look if you're commercial, that's commercial. Too. That's completely great. That's completely great. That's what I tell people too. I'm like, look, if you're yeah. super super rough, like if you're if you're under ten cents US. I look into this, like be among the top of the pile that's looking into this. Um, if you're in that next, if you're in that next level and you have solar or, and then also if you have any amount of surplus, look into this. Those are the two bucket. Those are the two buckets that I would look into this because will they buy back your surplus at all? No. In or, theory, yeah. yes. In mm-hmm. theory, yes. And they, they, you know, they talk about it and they rolled out some legislation in Cape Town to do that. And they, they're trying to implement it in Cape Town. But you got to register with the municipality. You got to jump through all kinds yeah. of hoops, and like it's bureaucratic bullshit. Um, yeah. But they they came up with a scheme nationally to do this, and then they just renege on the deal. The government doesn't really care. But it yeah. is coming because we had such a power deficit. So um, in Cape Town, yep. where I live, the the local municipality is pushing big time to get people to produce power and pump it into the grid. So yep. it will be a similar scenario to what you're describing now. But what I'm very interested in is people who want to go completely off grid or who want to be grid tied but completely overbuild your capacity. So like if yep. your if your net requirements are like you say like uh, 15 kilowatt hours a, a, a day and yep. you're building a solar system that can provide you with 45. Yep. Um, that extra 200% you can mine 24 you can mine yep. hours a day on that. Um, totally. And that's where it becomes that's where it becomes really interesting when you take a 20 year view. Uh, instead yep. of like a short term view because 
Um, in South Africa, I used to, I used to work in financial services. Um, we briefly spoke about financial advisors before the show, and this is how I know they, they are what they are. Um, but one of the things I learned when I was in the trade was that retirement annuities, which are like pension funds and 401, I think it's called, what's called a 401k in the US? It's like your, mm-hmm. your retirement. Yep. Yeah. So we have yep. a similar thing here, the retirement annuity. They are a hoax, basically, um, mm-hmm. because the assets they invest in don't really beat real inflation. So you don't. You end up after 20 years, you realize, oh, shit, this thing actually didn't get me to where I need yep. to be or to where my advisor promised it would get me. So the way I'm thinking about it is, is if you if you can build something that can build you a revenue stream, um, and the term passive income annoys me because there's no such thing as passive income. Everything is active. Yep. Everything requires work. Yep. Um, yep. But if, if you can over time, over let's say the course of your career, uh, 40 years, you can stack solar panels and stack Bitcoin miners Yep. Um, and then just accumulate and increase your revenue production potential of your of your mining system. That by yep. the time you reach retirement, you've stacked a whole bunch of Bitcoin, and you're now at your peak of how of your productive capacity of your system. You've yep. paid off your your house with yep. the solar system and everything, and you are just mining Bitcoin now. And let's say by that yep. point, Bitcoin block block reward is below one one Bitcoin a block. Uh, yep. Etc. But the price of Bitcoin should be way higher. But then you're still yep. generating revenue, and then you can sell. You can start uh, decapitalizing and selling Bitcoin to pay for your retirement. Um, and hopefully that should last you the next twenty years before you croak. Um, I'd like to. I'd like to do the math on this and see if this is a, a sustainable yeah. solution. But possibly. so, so one hundred percent. Two things on this. One. So what's funny? I actually. So the company I work for in the states uh, is called Choice App. And we're a path for you, like redeeming your 401k, like bringing it back to redemption. I would say, if you don't like what it's invested in, like we have, you can transfer it into Bitcoin, roll it over into Bitcoin, and you can still enjoy the like tax benefits of these types of accounts with the currency that you now like prefer over like other investment options. So very thankful for that. Completely agree with you. And then if you can get the tax benefits yeah. and invest in Bitcoin. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. You still yep. beat that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then number two, everything you're saying about, I call it SATS flow. Like I agree with you in your comment about passive income and uh, this like, but so having, but yeah, like having multiple cash flow um, sources is completely positive. And the people that preach that are exactly correct. Something that I want to see happen more in Bitcoin, I'm very passionate about personal finance. And like something that I want to see happen more in Bitcoin is talking about SATS flow like having multiple yeah. forms of SATS flow. And we've seen these paycheck products come out of being able to direct deposit into Bitcoin. And everything you're saying about Bitcoin mining like is exactly exactly true. And so having, and yes, what's wild about Bitcoin is that even though like the thesis stands that even though the block reward will be smaller going into the future, the purchasing power of Bitcoin will be higher. And I actually believe, Part of me believes that like retirees will be among the first participants in a widespread Bitcoin circular economy because these pension, they're going to be the first ones to feel the pinch. Like we keep talking about like, oh, the pension pensions is coming. The squeeze of the pensions is coming. Like we keep saying that there's going to be real people in our lifetime that we know that physically feel that like deeper than they even are feeling it today. It's here in in South Africa already, man. Like today already. Yeah. Yeah. Where people have retired, um, and they've got, you know, a couple of million, like two million rand in their in their pension fund. And when you yeah. took that thing out thirty years ago, two million rand was like ten times the price of your house. 
um, yeah. more. You know, so people yeah. make this huge amount of money. I could, they couldn't imagine what two million rand is. But inflation is a motherfucker. You know, like inflation yeah. destroys everything. So yeah. um, pretty much, you're, from the time that you retire, your purchasing power is just declining. Um, yep. And if you live another thirty years post retirement, man, you're in a bad place in your nineties. Yes. Um, yes. And 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 the beauty of having a solar system and Bitcoin miners is you're self sovereign. Like. Yes. As long as you can defend your four walls of your property, um, and people yep. can't come and physically take it away from you, like you've yep. got, you, you've got, a, you've got a, a, a revenue generating machine that doesn't require the action of anyone else for you to have that. Like you don't have to yep. bet on a company. It's a very low risk solution because, like, right. if I'm buying, if I'm buying stock dividend in my in my retirement years, I'm buying stocks that pay dividends because I want cash. Yes. Um, or I'm buying bonds that have coupons, etc. Yep. Um, those require action of many, many, many mm-hmm. people in order for me to get that. Whereas if mm-hmm. I'm mining Bitcoin off my own solar system, it's me, you know? Um, yep. And that's yep. super powerful. It's, it's also, so I think something I talk about a lot in the US is I think that, I think the merging of kind of Bitcoin culture with like real estate culture is going to be really powerful when it happens. Because in the US, the like, the, the number one tried and true method that the majority of millionaires take to becoming millionaires, like is rental property. Like that's, that's a thing. Like the, that's the tried and true path. The, the infopreneurs will like tell you how to do it and you go out and do it. And like what you're describing of being able to have a solar system, like and have Bitcoin miners and be able to just like sit on the like cash flow is very, very similar to the same way that real, like real estate investors have been able to do it. And it also comes back to like, Real estate investors in the U.S. are also very like looked upon favorably, like by the establishment. And I also believe, like, part of me like believes that Bitcoiners are going to have the same thing happen to them. Like, Bitcoiners are like a a very powerful demographic, and they're going to be able to like work as a unit to like get favorable treatment. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because that's where stability is going to come from. It's going to come from Mm -hmm. Bitcoiners in this world we're moving into. Um, of MMT and UBI and, and like fiat bullshit like Bitcoin yeah. is going to be the anchor of stability and it naturally you cannot yeah. bullshit for so long like reality comes yeah. home sooner or later um, it mm-hmm. might take a few years but you know it'll, it'll mm-hmm. come home um, but with the, with the Bitcoin mining it's so solar is like the one that that makes sense initially but like that as your as your base load and mm-hmm. when we talk about base load power in a national sense we solar is unreliable because it only produces during the day and coal and nuclear and all those things are much more reliable. But as an individual, you don't have access to those. I can't put up a coal yep. pipeline in my backyard. Um, yep. But I can put solar panels on my roof. And yep. where I live, I can put wind turbines up. And people are like, wind is yep. efficient. Yes, it is. But you do not understand how fucking windy it is where I live. You know, like yeah. the wind yeah. just right. blows all the time. Yes. Um, I think that... if you. And what's what's an S nine? No. It's like 1,300 watts, 1,400 watts. And you can down, you yep. can underclock them to drop them down to like yep. 1,000 watts. Yep. Yep, I mean, exactly. The panels coming out now, uh, half a half a square meter panel is like 100 watts, right? Um, so, yep. no, sorry, I'm talking shit. Like 500 watts, you can get you can get like a large amount of power. I mean, what are your what are your yes. panels producing? I don't. I my and I have 12 panels. The entire size of the whole system is four kilowatts. Four kilowatts. Yeah. Okay. Uh, four thousand watts, 12 panels. So that's 300. Okay, 300 watts a panel. Yeah. How big are your panels? Like a square meter each, pretty probably thereabouts. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Like I'm not sure. Three foot. Yeah. They're normally rectangular, but they're roughly. Yep. So yeah. 
So I need to get up there. I haven't I haven't gotten on my roof yet. I want to. Mm. Ah. But yeah. think about it this way. Like, um, so when I was a kid, my dad built a lodge um, and the whole thing was running on solar and wind. And the panels that he had in those days, he bought them secondhand from someone else. They were 50, they were 50 watt panels. And they were mm-hmm. like these thick yeah. glass panels. Yeah. They were like so inefficient. And literally panels yep. are like 10 times more efficient now. They're yep. way less. And, yep. and they're 10 times cheaper. Um, yep. So solar has come a long way. And, and totally. if you grid tie, yeah, if you grid tie, um, you can really you can really get the best of both, and and mm-hmm. when you are when you are turning your miners on and off, are you doing that manually, or have you got some smart switches yeah. that do this for you? No, yeah, manually right now. Like I'm manually right now, and it's and it's that's why, um, yeah, manual and just plugging and unplugging it back in. Definitely getting the future. The future is everything we're talking about. I, I have a I have a machine. It's called a Sense. It's an orange box that I installed in my panel. I've released this on my YouTube channel. Like if people want to search Brian Harrington on YouTube, they can find where I put this in my uh, panel. So where and it tells me all the solar coming in up to the minute live, and it tells me the amount of power my house is using live. Because one of the problems is the solar dashboard they don't tell you up to the minute, and the utility company they don't tell you up to the minute. They'll both like let you export it afterwards. But no, I have on my phone now all inbound and all outbound so I can know at that minute what my surplus is. Um, and where I was going with that is that, yes, eventually that is going to be able to load balance to the miner in real time. So instead of me currently right now, I'm like, let's let's get a couple months of data under my belt and then, and then I'll top up like on one or two days that month and then see if it holds again and I'll top up one or two days per month. What's going to happen is that soft, that box is going to talk to another software piece, which is going to talk to my smart switch and it's going to load balance per day, 100%. And that's going to make then the return on investment of the Bitcoin even better because then we're going to be DCAing into Bitcoin as again, purchasing power, like Bitcoin goes up on average every single day. And so that's going to make the whole thing totally more efficient. Um, yeah. And that's where it's going. Every, and in the same way, the same way that people buy home batteries, they're going to buy the prepackaged S9 box that sits on the outside of their house, exactly where your AC unit goes. So you're going to have your AC unit box, and then you're going to have your miner box, and then you're going to have your solar battery box, and it's all going to be this thing, and it's all going to be tied together with software doing it for you. But yeah. that does, But you can start now and manually start to build this thing and tinker with it um, and start to enjoy those benefits right now because we can see it. And you get to front run everyone else who's yes. not doing this yet. And then you potentially get to set yourself a business in this line of exactly. working, other people, exactly. selling people out of the system. There's, like- dude, there's so many, there's, the world needs more Bitcoiners. Like if you're here listening to this and you, you there's honestly people listening to this who probably know more about solar than I do. Like I want to, because, so I've been, I've been learning about Bitcoin since 2015. I've only been learning about solar and like permaculture for like six months. I'm, I'm six months into my permaculture, solar, gardening, like homesteading, self-sustainability stuff. So I just want to encourage people on the other side of this. Like if you're 10 years and 15 years and 25 years into your journey in self-sustainability and that stuff, dude, like congratulations. And like, welcome to Bitcoin. Like we've, like I've been, we've been waiting for you and that's exciting. And so do download into bitcoiners everything that you know and allow bitcoiners to download everything that they know into you because what i want to talk about or just jumping ahead or around slightly is everything you said about the the windmills 
as soon as you have this paradigm of like you're producing this you're producing energy and then you're able to either use it for your house or use it for a battery for your house later or use it for bitcoin mining you then see that everywhere and so what i'm doing right now is i'm adding a water tank for rainwater capture to my backyard so now i have in my water tank is going to be hooked up to the municipality and it's going to be hooked up to my roof so now how do i fill up my water battery i fill up my water battery either from the municipality and fill my tank up so i have water on hand or i fill it up from god and from rain and produce it myself like and then i have a water battery now so i have a solar i have a electricity battery i have a water battery and i now have energy and self sustainability like resources on hand at my homestead my house and you can you can do this in any kind of neighborhood that's the other thing too i think you know at the front end that we were talking about how being location independence we talked about these wide sweeping moves but you can get so much difference within miles of your house same thing i like rented a one bedroom apartment and then i had a town home connected in the city where i started to do a little more and now i have a house in the like rural ish suburbs like where i have a backyard for the first time and so all i'm trying to do is like i'm not going to sit around and be like oh man it'd be so awesome to have a 2 acre ranch like no i'm going to run the playbook with my 60 feet that i have in my backyard and try to do something and learn like how to do it so that if i'm ever blessed with more land in the future i already have like the the stuff inside of me to make it happen absolutely and that, dude, that's the that's the mindset to have and like it's a eternal learning mindset and and like take action now because mm-hmm. you never know when you're going to you're going to use it it's only it's only going to be good for you to use it later and, right and and you know so so i actually was involved in permaculture way before i got into bitcoin um mm-hmm. the comment you made now about like um you know we want we want permaculturists and we want those homesteaders in the bitcoin community they yeah. also want they also want bitcoiners in their community yeah. without them knowing it yet because yep. so typically in the permaculture uh community it's very left it's like mm-hmm old school mm-hmm. left hippies but like in the true mm-hmm. sense of leftism not modern modern like yep. progressivism whatever the fuck yep. become but like like old school hippies um who are like we you know don't particularly agree with big government so much like we you know we we respect people and everyone can be their own thing and and uh, we want to live in harmony with nature and i yep. think that it's just going to take some bitcoiners to go and speak to them to be like yeah hey listen guys like our values are very much the same here um, yeah you know and if you want to respect nature the best thing you can do is uh, work on a monetary system that doesn't yes. value everything and results in overconsumption and pollution and yes. environmental destruction that comes as a result of the fiat system so those guys yeah. are like i think they're primed um and yep. the skills that they can bring to the table um are massive because i've had a a, a couple of guys in the pod um, one of the one of the guys, local uh, regenerative farmers Mm-hmm. He's been working on a, a local farm for the last decade or so, mm-hmm. building soil health, and like just for he runs cattle, grass-fed cattle, um, and he's just like improving his soil health year on year. Um, and he's like an old-school hippie basically, and he's just mm-hmm. recently got Bitcoin, um, yep. and it's it's blowing his mind because he's like this yep. is the missing piece. Like this is yep. this is where it all this is what ties it all together. Yes. At the end of the day, it's all about energy. Whether we yep. people know it or not, like energy is what ties everything together, and monetary energy. Yep is is the most important thing because that's how we facilitate like 
human trade yeah. with all these different yeah. components. And you can you can have like your permaculture system and like build out this amazingly productive like food forest, and you can be mm-hmm. running like your biodynamic chickens and 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 uh, yep. grass beef and all that stuff. But if the money is fucked, like your society is just going to degrade around you. Um, yep. So obviously, Bitcoin Bitcoin fixes this. So uh, there's allies I don't even know that we have who are coming to the party soon. I'm sure. 100 percent it's very exciting like i was on the phone with my like water consultant who she's helping me build like this system in my backyard and the language is the same the language is the same between these two communities and they don't even and we're just now scratching the surface of this and helping get it out there more because she talked about how like it's it's humans that try to say the garden is right here in this in these lines like and then the orchard is right here in these lines like and then the the water comes from these sprinklers and it's humans that try to say that and like plan this thing and she used the word like central planning like it's humans that try to do that and and so i was telling her on the phone i'm like it's the same thing like it's it's humans that try to say inflation is good and the exact dial of the money needs to be right here in order to produce this over here and everyone needs to do their economic activity inside this it's us that do that yeah but we don't we don't need that we don't need that we can have the like organic open source money that the monetary policy is known and open by a set rules of how the world works so that everyone can build their foundation on it together it's the exact same thing and your point about the overconsumption exactly right because like fiat money is what causes the man on the bike syndrome of like, you have to keep pedaling. You have to keep pedaling. You can't rest or else you'll fall over. And that's what produces overconsumption. And that's what produces resources being put in the wrong areas and creating all the negative side effects. And so, no, the both are just very, like very powerful together. Yeah. You know, one of the things that blows my mind is that like, a central planner will tell you it's more efficient or a, a, a PhD economist will tell you it's more efficient to go and strip mine the island of Vanuatu completely of all its phosphate so that it is like it went from being one of the poorest countries on earth to like one of the richest in the space of 20 years to back to being one of the poorest 20 years later because they just strip mine all of the phosphates out because they had like coral mm-hmm. phosphate deposits in the middle of the, of the uh, Pacific. To take that phosphate and bring it to a farmer in South Africa and put that on the soil. They'll tell you that is more efficient than that farmer stimulating his soil health and promoting phosphate solubilizing bacteria in the soil, which will then yeah. make phosphate available from the organic complexes that are in the soil at the same rate as this phosphate you're going to apply as a as an inorganic chemical. Yeah. They'll tell you mining it and bring it more efficient than just applying and working with nature and like understanding yeah. the realities of the situation here of like, okay, there's an ecosystem, there's this amount of energy in it. Yeah. How do I tweak this to try to you know bend it to my will instead yeah. of just you know bring external inputs and pumping it in and thinking <laughs> that this is a sustainable solution yes it's, it's, it's i'm crazy the only i'm just thinking i'm telling you that that's a good thing <laughs> correct i'm thinking about this con the concept of the soil health and i'm con- and i'm still coming back to what we were talking about the nomad like moving around the location independence like Location independence also has a, like, there's so many people that are just in search of the greener grass, but they don't know how to grow the greener grass. Like they're, they're constantly in search of, well, let's go over here. Let's go over here. And it's like, like permaculture, like, and Bitcoin is trying to solve the soil health of the money. Like we're, so we're solved. So we know, we know how to grow good soil. We know how to do that. The playbook is there. 
and you can yeah. you can carve out your space and run the playbook on how to heal that soil and hopefully you can keep yeah. growing it and get your neighbors to do it and grow that bitcoin is solving the soil health of the money and that's what a bitcoin circular economy is like a circular economy is an engineering term about like not ha having anything go to waste like eliminating the waste a bitcoin circular economy is eliminating the waste of fiat money like fiat money is waste in the system it's inefficiency absolutely, absolutely. and 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 you'll hear lefties say this to you they'll say um how do people think how do economists think that you can live on a planet of finite resources and have an infinite growth model and i agree with them you can't you, yeah it, it doesn't right. work completely guys like right. you know thomas piketty correct okay right but now what is your solution to this more central banking madness like bitcoin yep. fixes this and this is why bitcoin is 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 uh, apolitical and it crosses divides mm. because everyone can agree mm. okay cool a circular economy that runs yep. you know that's tethered to energy sure it uses a lot of energy yep. that's a good thing because it stops yep. the fuckery it stops the yep. wrong people the bad people yep. from coming in and undermining this entire thing and destroying the entire ecosystem because if we carry on in the trajectory we're on we will commit mass scale suicide as a, as yep. a species and we'll yep. take every other every other species on earth with us like that is a yep. inevitability if we carry on with the fiat system um yeah what i so another paradigm that i like thinking about that i want to get better at articulating is right now in the world we have this kind of we have these two systems butting heads right between like nationalism and globalism and we're like we're like yeah. oh we're all in it together or like no we need to shut off and like close down borders and like protect what's in the thing. And we have these two things like butting heads with each other. And then we have the leaders of both of those movements. Bitcoin is like hyper allegiant to the micro micro local, the individual. And then it's also hyper allegiant to the entire biggest system that there is global. And there's, I don't, I can't, there's no other movement in the entire world right now that is hyper allegiant to the individual and hyper allegiant to the entire global goodness at the exact same time. And to be able to push forward the individual and the entire global system in in a way that's cutting out the, the, the smart high IQ central planners, I don't, there's no other tool in the entire world that's doing that. I, I don't think it's ever happened. I can't mm -hmm. think of any example that that has no. ever happened before. Um, if you if you look at so um, one thing that I only found out recently was that how how Christianity became an organized religion that gained so much power because Christianity started out as being a highly persecuted group of people. Mm -hmm. um, Christians mm -hmm. were like super persecuted, um, and how did it spread through Europe? And the way it actually spread through Europe was these monasteries would be set up, and they mm -hmm. were. R&D facilities. They were scientific centers of excellence where monks would selectively breed crops. And the benefit that they offered to society around them is every season they would distribute seeds that yielded higher and higher outputs than previous seasons before. So they were literally the geneticists of their time doing like cutting edge scientific research. So the utility they offered to their society was like a 10x improvement of what was there before, which was paganism, which didn't do any of that. I mean, they had their own set of customs, etc., but it didn't materially improve people's lives. Um, mm -hmm. So Christianity gained a foothold, and then that led to centralization of power, and then you end up with a shit show that is organized religion. But the, mm -hmm. the, the intention where it started out with was that it added value to society. Um, I really lost my train of thought of where I was going with it. Yeah. It was in, an, an interesting little tidbit about how Christianity has, For sure. has spread. But, but that, mm -hmm. that, um, the way it started was grassroots. It didn't start yep. down. 
um, and and this is what Bitcoin is, right? Like it's a grassroots uh, movement, um, yeah. but it hopefully, um, and my understanding of Bitcoin, I've been looking at it for a number of years now, is that it can't be co-opted from the top down. Right. I hope I'm right. Right. I'm sure. Right. I'm sure the Malthusians will try their best to co-opt it, but I think Satoshi uh, was wise to their trickery, um, and hopefully, yep. you know, planned it so that they can't. Yep. And there's there's enough people that are way 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 smarter than me that have dedicated their lives to this, um, and they they're aware of of the Malthusians. Um, yep. So yeah, I, if anything gives me hope in this world, it's it's Bitcoin right now. Bitcoin and permaculture gives me hope. Yep. That's how we. Yep. That's how we get through this, man. Um, yeah. No, soil, dude. Same. Without soil, we yep. have nothing. Yep. Yep. No, same. Um, and yeah, I'm definitely on team. Like Bitcoin is incorruptible. I've been, I'm banging, banging my head against it. And like you said, tons of other people in the entire world have been banging their heads against it. And so far it feels really incorruptible, which is uh, what right people hate it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, all the right people hate it. Yeah. Christine Lagarde, that yeah. fact from the BIS, um, all the central <laughs> yep. bankers, they all hate it, you know? Yep. And, and yep. to, to me, that's a, and yep. the fact that um, when the trucker protests happen now in Canada, um, they shut yep. down all the other banking rails. They shut down yeah. Fund Me and Give Go and everything. They couldn't shut down Bitcoin. They had to do all to, the yes. police work. Exactly. To put a little bit more of just, again, hammer a fine point on it. Of Yes, when you understand the principles of permaculture and know how to make your soil better, the physical place where you live in that soil better. And then when you have Bitcoin as your base money, which is an incorruptible and inability to have it like value rug pulled from it or censored or whatever out of it then where you're standing becomes like sovereign ground and not in a buzzword sense, like in a very real tangible sense, you have the ability, you have the ability to live on your quarter acre lot, third acre lot, you know, and you then have the ability to work with your neighbors to spread that mentality, spread that mentality, protect the mentality of work the soil, work the Bitcoin. And then when as you you don't have to be outraged or following whatever the thing of the month is, you don't have to, you don't have to, you can if you want to, and you can't. But if you are all you're doing is working the soil, working the soil, and then like pouring into the Bitcoin monetary network and pouring into the Bitcoin monetary network, your carve out of the world will work better than the central planning. It will work better because it's based on math and physics and science and how things work. And in reality, it's based on reality. It's based on the reality. And it's also based on, this is like slight. It's based on selfishness. It's based on humans being self-motivated, but with the ability to work selfishly with other humans to create, like, you're good at some things, I'm good at some things. So it's, it's just this wild blend of all of that, that where, and then what's going to happen? You will become a local leader. Like you're physically going to become a local leader because no one else has any solutions. There's no, there's no other solutions outside of knowing how to make food come out of the ground and knowing how to interact with a monetary network that can't be messed with. There's like, if we're talking about base skill set, extremely base skill set, there's no other base skill set in the world.
And I'll take another one you can add on top of that, which is a modern a modern take, is you can add mesh networking on top of that. If you can mm-hmm. do those three things, because mm-hmm. then you can provide mm-hmm. communications and you can provide yep. a network for people to transact across through time and yep. space, yep. that's when you build something really powerful. Um, yep. Sex resistance. Um, and, then, and then educating your own kids um, and not sending them to a yep. public or private school yep. for that matter. Just take yep. responsibility of your own kids' education. Um, yep. This is something that, that, cool. that I've only come to terms with recently. Like a few years ago, I was like, homeschooling is a bit weird. And now I'm yep. like, it's the yep. only solution because there's not yep. a fucking chance I'm sending my kids to a normie school. They will yep. come out hating you, hating themselves um, with blue yep. hair and it's going to be a shit show. Dude, no. and here's my, thing about, here's my thing about kids now too. So I have a nine-month-old and I'm like, the amount, what Bitcoin, what Bitcoin is doing for them and what Bitcoin is doing for, like, their kids are going to be able to start working like younger and younger. Like software, we like the amount of um, the amount of like bug testing and just like reliability testing that people need to do on every single little square that's on their phone. Every single square that's on your phone needs reliability testing, needs bug testing. Yes. I think I I think that. I think that 13, 14, 15 year olds are going to be able to start doing that and getting paid Bitcoin straight to their wallet from their parents' homestead. That's going to happen. And so what are you going to do? You're going to like, look, call it homeschooling, call it whatever you're going to call it, but you're going to be a kid from three to 10 and then you're going to start doing something like that's, that's it. Like that's, that's that's it. And that's beautiful. It's right. It's only been the last 50 years that it hasn't been the case where we've, Where we've moved into this inorganic, in uh, like mode of living um, that is not sustainable yep. at all, yep. and if we don't yep. deviate from that path, um, yep. it's gonna it's gonna screw us. It's gonna screw humanity over. Um, yep. I love what you said about I, I loved what you said about the mesh networking because you're you're exactly right. If we if we take well or here this is so funny. You know how so we started on solar and then we got to wind and got to water, right? And we talked that and we got out there. Same thing. You're starting on Bitcoin, and then what are you doing? You're pulling out to all other open source software. And so this is something for for normies and for non software people. And I'm not. I'm I'm always have been more of a project manager and more of like a product person than I have been an engineer. Like I don't have the ability to be a software engineer, but I do have the ability to think about software as a thing. And here's something that people need to understand: the difference between closed source software and open source software. Close like an open source software where it's just like it's just a thing it's like a utility it's like a commodity it's a thing that is now it didn't used to be there and now it's there and like combining all the principles about permaculture and just letting nothing go to waste and understanding how to like use what's available open source software is the exact like exact same way and so merging merging all of these offline activities with all of these online activities that's what's making the world better. Like technology should be improving the world. Technology is a like a blessing and it should be made same way that energy. Energy is a blessing. There's no and energy consumption is a good thing. Yes. There's no positive there's no positive outcome for the world that has less technology or less energy. There's none. Yeah. Yeah. Not for the individual, not for the group, not for the entire world. Yes. Right. We need to and so, use more technology and use more energy. Yes. But yes. Because the technology, the technology is not what's broken. The currency is what's broken. Yes. That's the base of yeah. it. That's, that's, mm-hmm. and, and the, the perverse incentives of the money 
create this like rogue technology that t- yeah. is trying to enslave us because yep. the monetary yep. system is trying to enslave us at the core of it yep. you've got a group yep. of people who get the money first purposefully knowingly and spend it and get inflation everyone else experiences the inflation yep. so yep. what they're doing is they're energy vampires and they are sucking your energy and your stored time out of you because you might have a thousand rand sitting in your bank account in 10 years time the purchasing power of that a thousand rand is going to be 50 percent less than what it is today yes you know conservatively because the energy vampires are printing money because they have yep. you know they have access to that bitcoin fixes this it takes away that yep. right that privilege to be able to do this and it gets you to Correct. a much more honest society um and and <laughs> honest society is a good society man like this is, this mm-hmm. is the, the base of human progress um yeah the the it, it really is i think bitcoin is the heart of the revolution um mm-hmm. that's coming or well, that's already started you know yep and it's definitely underway and it's like look here, here you in la i'm in cape town here we are yep. talking about these ideas yeah five years ago uh, there were people talking about these ideas but far less you know and now yep. it's like you know just this, yep. this hive mind correct that's, that's and evolving. And we're talking over technology, like, and then you have your physical in-person Bitcoin meetup that we're talking about offline. I'm going to a Bitcoin meetup tonight where I'm in a pub talking with Bitcoiners in person, like espousing the principles, espousing the principles, pushing forward the worldview, pushing forward action around the worldview. That's, that is a revolution. That's what a revolution is. Yeah. It's guys in bars talking Mm -hmm. about revolutionary ideas. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. that's literally what the American revolution was and this is what the Bitcoin revolution is going to be as well. And I think the difference with the Bitcoin revolution is it's just going to be an opt-out revolution. It's just Mm -hmm. going to be people moving out of the cities and just saying, I'm out. Mm -hmm. It's it's literally, it's Atlas Shrugged. It's literally, it's it's what it is. Um, Everyone's going to their own version of Gold's Gulch and they're just like, I'm out. I'm out. Fuck all of you guys. I'm going yep. to be mining my own Bitcoin off my own off my own solar system. Right. And if you want to join me, please come join me because we need right. more people to make this thing work. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a it's a beautiful thing, really. Um, and uh, I'm very lucky, as you are, that you know, both of our partners are into this as well. Um, yep. Because I, mean, I I know a guy who's well, sort of, he's on our on our Signal local chat group. Who's he's going through a his relationship's having a really tough time because his fiance yeah. doesn't see the world the way he yeah. sees it. He's a Bitcoiner yeah. and he's like, yeah. I, need to get out, I need to get out of Europe. And she's like, what are you yep. talking about? Like, everything's fine. <laughs> you know? yep. Um, yep. And unfortunately, um, I mean, it is, it is what it is. Not everyone sees it the way we see it. Um, yeah. But, I would yeah. Keep working on it. Like, honestly, keep working on it. And I, I think only thing I've got on that is like, have Bitcoin on their phone, like try to get Bitcoin on their phone, like work together to think about it as a currency, you know, like buy a gift card to then go buy coffee. And I talk about it, like work Bitcoin into um, the conversation in a way that matches, like um, matches where they're at and makes it relevant to what they care about. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting times, man. And uh, the just on the water thing, we didn't. I don't think we gave the water mm-hmm. thing enough enough attention. So yeah. In Cape Town, uh, a couple of years ago, we had a water crisis where basically there were mm-hmm. we almost we were like a month away from running out of water. The whole city almost ran dry mm-hmm. because they had a drought for like five years. Um, California had a similar thing around about the same time, actually. Um, yep. Where everyone was freaking out about water, and then everyone installed uh, jo- jo- like rainwater tanks, and they yep. boreholes sunk boreholes and and. That, that now we've the rain's come back and we haven't really got such an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. But a rainwater tank, like you say, is a water battery. 
because yep. if the water goes out, if people are so used to opening a tap and the water comes out because they don't think, okay, the electricity is off, but I've still got water because they just think right. that's how it works. But right. that requires pumps. And when yep. those pumps go down, you don't have water. And if you don't have water, you die very quickly without yeah. water. Like, yep. And if you had the city of Cape Town without water for three days, it would yep. be pandemonium. For sure. It would be it would be the yep. purge. So yep. like having a rainwater tank and, and five hundred liters, um I don't know what's that like a hundred gallons, like hundred and fifty gallons of water, mm-hmm. that'll see you through for drinking water for like a month, you know? Like yep. and that's not a that's not a large water store, but so few people yep. have it. And it's like yep. it's the number one thing. Before you have a savings account, before you have anything, you should have a rainwater tank. Like, yep. that's, and that's I like to keep you alive. Yes. And I liked what you said about, so on the solar battery of like, you don't need one that'll run your house for, you know, a month straight. You need one that'll get you through a few hours without the like energy production until the sun comes up the next day. So same thing with the water. Like I'm not, I think too many people, again, try to like hit a grand slam with some of this stuff uh, without just doing the basics. And I'm like, let's just get like whatever tank fits the budget and fits that square of the backyard currently right now, learn the basics of it. And if we scale up, sweet. But like, let's start making something happen um, right now because so much of um, if there's a grid down on whether it's electricity or water, like you're right that day four, day five is when things get frustrating to the lar- the most large amount of people. And if you're able to self-sustain yourself through day four or five, through day six, and then make decisions and you're able to make decisions with a your head is more squarely on your shoulder than working in panic where the most people, most amount of people be thinking in panic. If you have the ability to think through those days and then make a next decision, your decision-making is going to be better than the most amount of people. That's, that's what it's doing. You can think much more clearly when you're hydrated. It yes. changes the game. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so tell me what's your plan long-term with your mining and your home solar production? Like what's your, your five, 10 year yeah. plan here. Yeah. Uh, basically to just, yeah, make sure that like the data keeps holding that like the surplus is there and really understand my seasonality and continue to automate the system, um, better. And then it would be to ramp, yeah, ramp up the surplus, like you said. And so always kind of have, um, I, I have a roadmap for my homestead. My wife and I have a roadmap for our homestead, just as if we were working on any sort of project. And so every weekend we are just like, all right, what's the next ticket up? And we work on that ticket. And or if there's not budget there for the ticket yet, then we wait a couple weekends and wait till the money is there. And then we do it for the next next project. So yeah, my the 10 the 10 year vision is just to build a like cool homestead and show what you can do with a like small lot um in the suburbs um and look if our if our family grows and we end up moving houses or whatever that's sweet then we'll run the playbook at the next house but what i want to do is constantly be improving like this a lot and we we kept our townhome and turned it into like a rental property and so all the work we did on our townhome as far as just making it better that's still like that's now a like that's now a financial battery like for my family and so that's to this whole I may be bastardizing like the permaculture terms or whatever, but that's the way my brain has not been working about everything is like if I poured in resources I think, I think to permaculture in a nutshell, what you're doing right now mm-hmm. is like because permaculture yeah. is all about like pulling everything together, right? There's no wrong. Way. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, and that's where, so now I just think about, like, because the way that you described, like, fiat money sucking, like, resources out of you as a human. When I think about my parents and I think about my grandparents, like, dude, my family doesn't have compounded wealth at the level that it could have if we had understood these principles back then. Some families like have compounded wealth because they understand the way the Cantillon effect works and they understand yeah. they've been using real estate like as the financial battery to like keep like keep it in the family, keep it in the family, keep it in the family or whatever. Like and not everyone has been able to like do those systems over time. But what I've been so thankful about is being on the same page with your partner and understanding the principles of how like wealth building works and being able to like keep it and go over time. And obviously then like adding in Bitcoin and everything I understand about Bitcoin, you add in real estate, and everything you understand about real estate. Like I'm learning everything I can about the like gardening and energy production and like things like that. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to wrap all of that together and like keep it over time. And so, yeah, my, my 10 year plan is to like, continue to build the snowball, continue to build the snowball every single day with what I have. And and it just it just builds re- resilience. Like your system just mm-hmm. gets more and more robust. You can just handle more yes. shocks. And so yes. it gets to a point where you can handle like two years of shock and like you can totally, out, you know? Right, um, right. And and then you can get from the point of like, like you could then finance the solar panels. You could finance a bigger water battery. You could finance a bigger solar battery. You could like, there's... um. Because if you have to start small with the money that you have, then you start small with the money that you have, which is which is fine. But you still run the playbook, like still run. And that's what the beauty of Bitcoin is: is that say you have no assets and you're starting from square one, Bitcoin can be the asset that you build the foundation on because it can't be rug pulled. So if you only have one rand or one dollar, if that's it, if that's literally if your excess, if your surplus at the end of every month is one dollar or one rand, put it into Bitcoin put it into Bitcoin, put it into Bitcoin and start to build that. Then you build out from there. Yeah. Like you, Cause, yeah. Yeah. Because life is a marathon, you know? Like mm-hmm. if people are like, okay, Bitcoin's volatile. Sure, the long term it wins. And like yeah. your life is long term. So yes. you got to think in those, you got to think in those like those scales. And Dude, so- life is so long. Back to the kids, back to the kids thing that you talked about. Like, I don't think school, we can, it's super easy to like bag on school, obviously. But like as a kid, you're kind of like, oh, get done with like this nine month thing and or get done with this nine month thing. And you're always like chasing the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Like, dude, life is so long. I don't think it prepares you for that. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't prepare you for your decisions, like good or bad are putting you on a trajectory. And so all of the, all of the stuff of just like, try to get 1% better per day, try to make good decisions, like try to just not move backwards whether you're talking about your physical health or your financial health or your like skill set or whatever, dude, that's all true. And all of that is easier when you're not stressed out. And okay, where does a lot of stress come from people? Finances. Like people are, people are stressed out. People are the man on the bike trying to, they're, they're on a hamster wheel because fiat money is causing them to be on a hamster wheel. You can't, you can't rest. You can't rest and just, be a barista and have a garden. You can't do that because the world is demanding that you yeah. run on the treadmill. They're demanding it or else you're out of the game. 
Bitcoin fixes that. Bitcoin allows you, it makes working better so that you can actually save money so that you can rest and do things that are better for yourself and better for your community. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and, and just like slowing down your thought process because you're now not so stressed about the finance. And this is the thing that it, maybe it takes three, maybe it takes a full cycle. Maybe it takes four years in mm-hmm. Bitcoin of stacking stats before you get to that point where you're like, okay, I can kind of breathe now because mm-hmm. I got a bit of a buffer. And then you mm-hmm. start thinking, you're like, oh, maybe I should only be eating grass-fed beef. Maybe I shouldn't mm-hmm. be pumping my body full of these hormones. Like maybe mm-hmm. I should be like really caring about like the media I consume or like, you know, the, the company yeah. I keep. It, it changes everything, man. Like literally. Yes. So I've been, yeah, it, ch- it changed during time. I'd say like I've been on the, on the yes. I was a libertarian before I was a Bitcoiner. Um, but Bitcoin is what changed me because yes. it, it's such a simple concept, like a, a four page white paper. It's yes. such an influence on the world. It's insane. Uh, Bitcoin gives you energy. Like having the financial independence and having Bitcoin gives you then the energy to pursue all the other niches. Because the problem is if you're involved in another niche, if you're involved in another niche, it's still from a perspective of like, it's very daunting. Like the the establishment, for lack of a better word, is just very big, right? Like the crisis, the like the problem is very big. And so we get down on ourselves about like, Oh man, like my, my homestead, like is only a third of an acre. Like that's so small in the grand scheme of this entire thing. And then it's like, Oh, I don't have the energy to like do the food thing because the better food is more expensive or whatever. And I'm just going to like watch Netflix and like pump my brain with like bad, like bad stuff because I'm so tired or whatever. Like, yeah having a financial resource that like is not is not degraded then gives you energy to like really push back against everything and really start executing across the board yeah and that's the thing it it gives you the energy to push back you're right and it's not it's not the price it's not the fact Mm -hmm. because like bitcoin is obviously volatile so like a couple of months ago bitcoin's price was way higher and yeah you you were feeling you were like oh okay i was a lot richer than what i am now but yeah. your mindset doesn't change. You still have fuck you mm-hmm. money. You still have money that mm-hmm. no one can take away from you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's contagious. There's more Bitcoin than ever before. Every day, there's more Bitcoin. Yes. Like, no one is an orange pulled, you know? Um, no. and, and red pulls are raining from the sky. And I think red pull pre, like, precedes the orange pull. You kind of have to take the red pull before you take the orange pull. Um, but, you know, it's not going the other way. No one's taking blue pulls. No one's like, oh, everything's mm-hmm. fine. The establishment is good. You know, like this is all this is all fine. You're like that's not happening, right? And right. so we've got. I, I I generally think like we at the tip of the spear here, but like it's it's coming. Like the 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 dam is breaking. Um, For sure. And, and the way I think about it is that like, we should be there as Bitcoiners to provide when all these people arrive off the boats of Nor- yes. from from Normie land, and they're like, what yes. the fuck? no, like Bitcoiners should be there right. with solutions to be like, right, guys. For sure. Here's what. Here's what's, what's going on. You need to get into mesh networks because yep. your communications have got to be free. Um, yep. Your communications are not free. Like they're going to control you. Your right. food system, you got to start thinking right. differently about the soil and how you produce your food. you got to start thinking differently about money. And, and right. it's super empowering for a person to yes. put um, three solar panels on the roof and an old banged up S9. Like, yes. That's liberating, yes. you know? And then let's yes. say they stack... Let's say they stack five percent a month because the rest goes mm-hmm. to paying energy bills. Whatever. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. compounding. Five percent a month is a lot, mm-hmm. you know. Like yep. you take a ten-year yep. time frame. Uh, totally. Maybe S nines will be obsolete by then, but 
can they really ever go obsolete if you if you're producing if your power if your margin cost of power production is going down exactly no dude exactly exactly and and because and because the secondary market is is so robust the secondary market than the third third market like it's so robust um there's not enough ASICs. There's not enough ASICs in the entire world. So if you have, if there's one on Craigslist or one on wherever, like you buy used stuff in your area, like and you have the ability to take it onto your like area, do it. Yeah. How much are you paying for an S9 um, in the States right now? Yeah. So I paid the two batches I bought off Craigslist. The first one I bought in, um, I think it was 2017, I bought for $300. And then most recently in earlier last year, I bought a batch of six of them for um, 650 bucks each. So it, and I, and I want to say now it's fallen back to like five to 600. Um, but that's super, super rough off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. It's about the same. I think I saw us going for about 10 grand here. So 10 grand would be, okay, it's divided by 15, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah yeah um so roughly about the same but but the thing with the s9s is there's so many of them knocking about you know yeah and people buy them they're like yeah i want to try bitcoin mining they plug them in their own 24 7 they don't doesn't break even um because they don't and then they'll just sell it again on craigslist right Right. yeah they're not thinking about the right time scale or they're not thinking kyc free or all of that stuff like just like i want to sell it on exchange and and, you know i'm gonna be rich tomorrow and that's that's that that's something we didn't talk about right Yep. Mining is not a get-rich-quick scheme at all. Right. It is You have yep. the longest time preference of any Bitcoiner if you're mining because yes. like, you've got ROI on the units, yep. you've got ROI on the electricity. Yep. But like, it's, yep. it's a long, long, it's a long Correct. time horizon. No, definitely. And so I talked a little bit about like, yeah, ignore the people that say you can't make money on them and then also ignore the people that say like it's the completely like slam dunk, rich, like off the races, you're printing money thing. For sure. And like, look, if you're, if you're new to Bitcoin, like starting with mining is hard. Like if you're, I would be, I would say, but it's hard, but again, not impossible, not impossible. Like if, again, if you're already, if you're already mechanically minded and like, again, permaculture minded and you kind of understand exactly what we're talking about, about the like load balancing and things like that, then terrific. Like then you get it, then buy it as a machine and use it as just another tinkering project thing that you do. But if you're if your brain doesn't exactly work like that yet, and you're not buying Bitcoin, also, then I I would start with buying. I would I would be accumulating Bitcoin. So accumulate Bitcoin because if you're if you're not already in a mindset of accumulating Bitcoin and you're trying to start thinking about mining, it's it's a little bit hard to make that make sense to your brain. If you're not already going down the path of understanding Bitcoin versus fiat money. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, I think we're going to leave it there. Um, this Perfect. Is phenomenal. Thank you so much for your time. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, if I can implore anyone, go and check out your YouTube channel. I love it. Mm-hmm. There's some great content on there. Um, it's basically just following Brian's journey of exactly what we've been talking through right now. It's brilliant. Yep. Um, and then where can people follow you on social media to see what you're up to? Yeah, brain, brain Harrington, brain like in your head, Harrington. Yeah, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, message me on Twitter. Like, if this resonated at all, or if you have ideas about solar, or ideas about mining, uh, yeah, message me on Twitter, brain Harrington, and then yeah, search, search Brian Harrington on YouTube. Also, search my podcast, Bitcoin is hard on YouTube, and yeah, super thanks, man. Amazing, Bruce. It's been so good. And uh, when I'm in the states next, I'm gonna hit you up. And when you come down to Cape Town one day. 
You got to pick and grab a steak. Awesome. No, so excited. All right. Thanks, Brian. Have Perfect. Later.